0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sometimes you just sympathize with the athletes that we hold up as heroes. Stone Labanowitz hit the open.
1: On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063.
0: It is amazing how in the course of a week on this show, everything comes full circle. Stone, you remember, what was it, Monday, when we did uh, Athletes That Get Piled On? It was Monday. Do you remember who my example of a piled-on athlete was? We started and ended everything with Mr. Trey Lance. That's right. And Trey Lance just happens to be the story of the day in the NFL. Why is that? Because it appears as if, if you connect the dots, the man's on the trade block. Not even not even uh, a full two years after getting selected number three overall in the NFL draft, Trey Lance, yes, that Trey Lance, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, well, soon not to be, appears as if he's on the trade block, and he has been beaten in a quarterback battle by Sam Darnold, who is the 49ers number two behind Brock Purdy. So my point was... That this guy, he's only played eight games in his entire career. His coach isn't exactly uh, showing great sympathy for him at the podium during the course of training camp. When asked, "Hey, um, what do you think of the criticism swirling around Trey Lance?" and uh, and 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 uh, Kyle Shanahan's response is, oh, "It comes with the territory being the number three pick." I mean, that's not exactly, uh, "Hey, pal, we're here for you." And now. He's the number 3 quarterback for the 49ers, didn't practice yesterday, and you've got to presume that's because the 49ers are looking to shop him. I, I feel badly for him. I think it's easy, Jeanette, in our world, and by the way, Jeanette doing the, uh, the show today from a, uh, a red uh, inflatable beanbag chair uh, on the floor here in the ESPN West Palm Studios. Uh, comfortable down there?
2: Very much so. And also, happy official pumpkin spice latte season. Yes, happy. Fall has begun.
0: Happy PSL to you as well. Uh, it's easy for us to, get and we're as guilty as anybody, of, of hey, that guy sucks. That guy sucks. That guy sucks. But when you have a guy like Trey Lance, who we've never actually seen really what he can do, he's played eight games uh, a lot of it because of injury, especially last year. Last year was supposed to be his opportunity, and that got ended prematurely due to injury. Uh, now it seems like he's being thrown to the scrap heap, the Niners' scrap heap. You can't help but feel bad for the guy, even in the billion-dollar business of football, right?
2: It feels like it feels like the side piece of the 49ers. Hey, keep you on the side until I need you. Yeah. Maybe I don't, but... I'll have you around just in case.
0: As, as good as the Brock Purdy story is, and he legitimately came out of nowhere, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, and all of a sudden he's one game from the Super Bowl, as good as you feel for Brock Purdy in that story, I feel equally as bad for the guy who had the huge expectations, the number three overall pick, uh, the guy who who... Ground away at the FCS level to put himself in that position at North Dakota State, Trey Lance, and now it's been two years and he's probably going to be moved. I feel just as bad for him as I do great for the Brock Purdy story. It's, it, it, it's tough to see somebody who, by all accounts, is a pretty good guy, works hard, gets
3: smacked down like that. He's 23 years old, right? I mean, it's not a... Not a veteran by any stretch of the imagination. No, young he dude, uncharted waters for him. But I think, you know, people need to understand. And a, a lot of coaches, especially offensive-minded coaches, work like this. They run with the hot hand. That's obviously Brock Purdy. They're going to continue to ride the hot hand until it becomes cold. Sam Darnold comes into the mix, and and now these uh, storylines, these narratives are starting to run. We're starting to have to put the puzzle pieces together as far as what Trey Lance has done. But I will say, when he did get injured. After, what, three, four weeks starting Mm -hmm. as the quarterback for the 49ers? Lasted a month, not even. Lasted a month, but ever since the injury, all of this has seemed pretty predictable. Like, I I think we knew where this was going, but now it's finally fallen through the cracks and we're seeing what's happening now.
0: Part of the issue here, though, is some of this has got to be on the 49ers for the lack of development. Like, this is a guy who's fully healthy now, and you're telling me that 23-year-old... Trey Lance is not a better number two option, number three overall pick than Sam Darnold, the guy who was seeing ghosts in New York, the guy who lasted the snap of a finger in Carolina. You mean to tell me that Trey Lance in that 49er system is not a better number two option than Sam Darnold? If that's the case, if that's truly the case from a talent perspective, from an ability perspective, this is as much on 49ers quarterback development as it is on Trey Lance just not being the guy. Is that fair, Jeanette? Is that is that a fair assessment declaration for me to make? Yes. I I just, and I I get it, Stone. You've got the quarterback mind. You've got the quarterback DNA. You played quarterback at the D1 level. You went against Trey. Did you go against yes. Trey Lance at Southern Illinois? Yeah. Um. I... I suppose, yes, you could whiff badly on a number 3 overall pick. That's also on the 49ers. But you mean to tell me that a guy that was their Week 1 starter last year is suddenly not good enough to be their number 2 quarterback? Something's weird here.
3: Something may be weird, but the answer to that is yes. It's unequivocally yes. You can whiff. They whiff. Let's just chalk it up to that. I think Shanahan behind closed doors will tell you that he whiffed. The entire organization whiffed. That's all that's happening here. You originally posed, is Sam Darnold a better two than Trey Lance? The answer is yes. He's gone through years and years of practice. They know what's on tape. I think for me on face value, playing against him, being in the same conference, watching hours and hours of his tape, I mean, I think he ran the ball 32 times against us. That was in one of the games. The other one, he threw it a little more. North Dakota, I, Dakota State versus Southern Illinois. I, I, I think in our second game that we played together where they did trounce us, I think he had 18 pass attempts. Like, so this guy's been a zone read kid his entire life. He's not known for throwing it around the yard, but... Similar to the analogy that I love that you use, it's that Pete Davidson thing, right? Let me bring this guy and let me fix him. I let can me, fix him. Let me turn him into a good boyfriend. I, so I, the 49ers I, were playing the Kim Kardashian role in Trey Lance's Pete Davidson. It is. It's 100%. And I think <laughs> Kyle Shanahan in this you spot is, fix him. is a perfect Kim Kardashian. Like somebody who is known and is put on this pedestal, his offensive mind is crazy, right? His tree is now becoming crazier. No, it just didn't work. He wasn't going to play in the NFL. Also, Sam Donald's no slouch. So as far as the slander that he's catching on this, I'm not. I'm not buying any of it. Trey Lance, sayonara. You know who I think could uh, could fix him? Mike McDaniel.
2: You would take him. mm
3: Hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to put a 24 year old and a 23 year old in the same quarterback room, Tua and Trey. But uh, I think offensively, he fits the mold all right. a little better than Tua. I, 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 now they're molding it to him, but I think just based off of pure talent and skill, someone.
2: So you're and, saying you would take Trey Lance over Tua?
3: I'm saying I would not. I'm not putting two 20 year olds in my quarterback room.
0: I here's here's my it, it, here, here is my my big pitch for this though. Okay, with Tua. With the injuries, Jeanette, let's just spitball some hypothetical numbers here, okay? Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you, in your Jeanette Javier mind, what would be the numerical percentage of Tua Tonga playing all seventeen games this season for the Miami Dolphins?
2: Assuming injuries or no? No,
0: no, no, no. I, I just, just oh, all, all things we know about him, all things based on his history. What's the numerical percentage you would put on on Tua playing all seventeen games?
2: Ninety-nine point nine.
0: Really? I'd say
2: if he's if he's not injured,
0: right? But I think you have to assume that he might be. Like me, in my world, I love Tua, but I give him a three percent chance of playing all seventeen games. Really? Because we know we know what's probably going to happen, like. I have to face the reality as a Dolphins fan that with Tua comes the possibility he never plays a full season. I'm not saying he won't finish the season. That's the goal. But what I'm saying is that he gets banged up. He doesn't have a great offensive line in front of him, especially if Teron... Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm still doing it. It's the Jesus. pumpkin spice latte that re-whitified nah, nah,
2: me. No, 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 no. Do not blame it on the pumpkin spice latte. You,
0: you buying me that pumpkin spice latte, the cold brew, I've been re and that's why I've whitified uh, Teron pumpkin- Armstead's name.
2: The pumpkin spice latte has literally nothing <laughs> to do with this, okay? I
3: think it has everything I to do with it. I am more cultured
2: than probably anybody in this office. And I enjoy those pumpkin spice lattes. And look at me. I literally got yelled at because I was doing a read. And I did you I rolled, rolled my R's, R's. Yeah, uh, accidentally yeah, she rolled when it I was... And- Wasn't supposed to. Jeanette
0: was Jeanette before the show started was uh, was voicing a promo for us. And uh, she got to the word three and rolled her R in true Dominican fashion and had to do it again because uh, Dave MacGyver drew our operations director said, (laughs) hey, could you do this but not be so, oh, I don't know, Hispanic.
2: And then he proceeded with "Don't be too Hispanic, <laughs> yeah. but be loud and obnoxious," which mm-hmm. I don't know how to separate the two. Anyways, so <laughs> don't blame it on the pumpkin spice latte, okay? I that am, is you.
3: I'm caught up in the fact that this might be a government ploy. The pumpkin spice latte. What, what are it you needs to be just taking over? I don't know what's going on here. Ken's throwing around tearing again. Yeah. Like I don't know what yeah. it does to people. God.
2: What are you okay? Because I bought you a pumpkin spice latte too. You ungrateful human.
3: No, 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 no. I appreciate. You it. You are so
2: ungrateful.
3: Hey! Nice. I am
2: giving you the joy of the season.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: all you guys are doing is blaming your accidents, your faults on a pumpkin spice latte. Are you kidding me?
3: I, uh, the pitch in my I voice is going for, higher.
2: I even asked for extra spice on your stone. Okay?
0: okay. So, So, here's my... <laughs> After that pumpkin spice latte uh, distraction, here let me get to my, my point real quick on Trey Lance, okay? Mike McDaniel, was he or was he not part of the decision-making process to draft Trey Lance at number three overall?
3: God, I, I think you want me to say yes. Yes, he was. There, there yes. I, was. I, I mean, he was. <laughs> yes. Do we know That's if the he, to he the wanted question. Trey Lance? That, I think it's a fun one. I think it's more thought-provoking than you
0: actually think. Mike McDaniel knows Trey Lance. I think, he, listen... I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be anything. Here's my whole point with this, though. The percentage of Tua playing all 17 games this season is in the single digits, okay? Unfortunately, me being a realistic Dolphins fan, I love Tua, but I need to dive deep into full-fledged self-realization mode. The chances that Tua uh, finishes the season, maybe we can raise that to 35 40% right? Um, If you bring in Trey Lance to be in your quarterback room, someone who Mike McDaniel is familiar with, someone who Mike McDaniel knows, someone that you trust can develop a quarterback, look what he's done already with Tua. Isn't Trey Lance a better option than Mike White? Isn't Trey Lance a better option than Skylar Thompson? And let me add this, just like when the Dolphins traded for Josh Rosen, who was a former number 10 overall pick, and they got him for a seventh rounder, You give up a fifth or a sixth rounder for Trey Lance. That's it. That's it. That's no risk at all to bring him in and kick the Trey Lance tires. That's why, that's why I feel like it would be worth doing the due diligence on Trey Lance if you're Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins. And I will say this. I think that would be more important. A legitimate top five pick insurance policy on Tua, who, uh, again, The chances of him playing a full season are very, very low than going to find the next great free agent running back or the next great running back that you have to trade for. That's just my thought on it.
3: And I, I think it's sound, but here's where my mind goes. How the hell are we even sure that Trey Lance is a better quarterback in the NFL than Mike White is? How do we know? You can argue it night and day. How do we know? Who's to say? We don't. But it's going to take a sixth round pick to figure out if you if and it, and it might. And, and it, I'm fine with that. And it's going to with how close the season is. So let's just rewind a little bit. Who are you taking Zach Wilson, Trey Lance? Just just snap of a finger. Trey Lance. Let's be real. Who are you taking?
0: To, if you had I've to start more tomorrow, Zach Wilson, and he's bad, but. I suppose because I've seen so more. You've of
3: them. seen Zach Wilson. He has more experience. All of those things, right? So Mike White was in contention for taking over that starting quarterback role in New York. Trey Lance nowhere to be found. Trey Lance has played five games in his entire NFL tenure. You want to take him as an insurance policy? But it, it,
2: I would. That's why I said Trey Lance in a heartbeat. You're, you're talking a about a top
3: pick, a top yeah. five pick, an in insurance policy, an insurance policy that's now turned into. Trading him for a sixth-round pick, mm-hmm. he's nothing. He's basically nothing now. So in, in, Then fine, trade him for a seventh. Then, then trade him for a seventh. <laughs> and also, Mike McDaniel, for all we know, for all we know, is like, thank God I got out of San Fran. What a bleep show. I didn't want Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, thank God I got out of San Fran It was in the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy a yeah, year ago.
3: You got to know what's going to happen in the quarterback situation. If you were to ask Mike McDaniel a year ago, hey, you're going to stay here, you're going to coach the offense, and then Mr. Irrelevant, he's going to end up being jolted into the starting lineup and you got to take that kid into the playoffs. Mike McDaniel wanted a part of that. All right, listen, I see what you're saying. There's
0: what Stone Bannowitz thinks about Trey Lance, though, and there's what Lewis Riddick thinks. About Trey Lance, okay? This was, this was Lewis Riddick from early, early, early last season, 2022 campaign. Guy who has been on countless NFL general manager interviews or Stone Labanowitz.
1: Let's weigh our options here. <laughs> Trey Lance has the character and he has the athletic ability and he has the quarterbacking ability to take this league by storm in a manner in which we haven't seen since... Should I say 2017, 18? Right around the time Patrick Mahomes burst on the I'm scene, he has that kind stuff. of charisma, charisma, that kind of overall ability. Overall ability. It's just a matter of whether or not he can call on it consistently, consistently. the way which Patrick did when he took over the reins in Kansas City. Yeah. I can't look. I know that right there is going to get a whole lot of probably people jumping in my mentions unnecessarily, but you know I, I don't really care. I, I don't care about that kind of thing. You I've been saying him, this Lewis. about this guy. I am giddy about Trey Lance and his prospects. And the game against Green Bay did nothing to kind of, you know, douse any water on that fire.
0: So I'm giddy about the prospect of the Dolphins maybe taking a flyer on Trey Lance with a sixth-round pick.
1: There. That's
0: all. No risk. It's fine. If you say bye-bye to Skylar Thompson, no skin off my back. I don't care. I no offense to Skylar Thompson and his family, but I'm good with it. But I feel bad for Trey Lance. Like, I do. This is a guy who the 49ers, they they traded to move up and then skipped over a lot of talent to go get this guy. This guy gets brought in from little old North Dakota State with a lot of pub uh, to a, a signature franchise. He's played eight games, and now he's on the scrap heap. And he's going to take a humbling because he's about to be traded, and the value that the Niners get back for him is going to be basically bottom of shoe. It's bad. I feel bad for him. I feel badly for him. And it's not like he's ever spoken out of turn. It's not like he hasn't worked. I, I, I can forget about the discussion about his abilities for a second. I feel bad for him because this is a sucky way for your career to to start. Just two years in and you're at a crossroads already as the number three pick. That sucks.
3: I mean, it's the worst situation you could possibly be in, right? I mean, you're, if you're Zach Wilson, you've been blessed, right? You were thrown to the wolves and all of a sudden now you have a 40-year-old quarterback, a four-time MVP and Aaron Rodgers that you can sit behind and learn and absorb stuff from. Trey Lance is just walking down the sidewalk with a backpack. He's 23 years old. Right. He has nowhere and to go. He's got Brock Purdy in front of him. What's he, what's he learning from Brock Purdy? Imagine what your confidence levels. is right. at. That's if, so if, sad. If, I know, right? If Mystery Relevant has completely jumped in, in your spot. But the Lewis Riddick clip, it makes me scared for my future in the industry. I, I, I really
2: <laughs> have... This is why you're going to Barstool Sports. Uh, I, have no right. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Call Portnoy.
3: no idea that if, if people... Who are so, so beloved in the industry and so highly regarded, spew something like that out in an offseason heading into an NFL year? I mean, k- charisma, charisma. Lewis, where did you find out about Trey Lance's charisma? Where, was it his draft interviews where the GM said, Man, I love this kid's? And then he threw character in there. You don't even know any other teams in the Missouri Valley Conference. I remember saying that two years ago when Lewis Riddick had that take. I, I don't understand. I, the things that he was rattling off, it was almost like malpractice.
0: Uh, JMP, our, uh, our great teammate here at, uh, at ESPN 106.3, uh, he he uh, tweets me, 100% right decision, in my opinion, to make Sam Darnold number two. Trey Lance is not an NFL quarterback at this point. Also, allegedly Shanahan wanted Mac Jones and was overruled. Now, I mean, JMP's right. He's probably right on all accounts. That's what I was hinting at earlier. That who
3: knows if they wanted him?
0: Um, but the fact that Shanahan was... was Flirting with Mac Jones, like Mac Jones, how how much better is Mac? Mac Jones is mid two. Like, I guess, what does that say about Kyle Shanahan, the talent evaluator?
3: Think about it. Mac Jones is very similar. I think there are parallels between him and Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo works, let me get the younger version of him. And they look the same, too. Mac Jones and Jimmy Calend Garoppolo. Talon-wise.
2: Not, not physically. <laughs> not physically. I, I nearly snapped my neck. <laughs> but they're
3: both Absolutely. capable of doing the same thing. It's I, ruining PSL. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> dare I say in an
3: RPO-based offense that is San Francisco, that West Coast stuff, Mac Jones is, uh, I think, more seasoned to that, playing at Alabama and Nick Saban in that offense rather than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is. I feel bad for Trey Lance. Yeah, maybe it's a gigantic 49ers whiff, which...
0: I mean, Stone made the case that could be it. Maybe it's the 49ers being terrible quarterback developers. But the fact remains that Trey Lance is in a bad, bad spot in his career now, and I feel bad for him. And I want everybody to get past the oh, these guys make millions of dollars. So I would I would trade that for my welding job any day. Like stop. Stop. Anybody, you're in your 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 field. You're in your career, your job. Um, it's the way that the cards have been dealt. So I need you to operate in a vacuum here. Okay, you can feel badly for athletes, despite the fact their money is is
3: greater than yours in most cases let Corey Davis be an example a 24-hour example of retiring out of the blue Wow, mental health he was a top five pick he's 25 years old right and he told the Jets yesterday hey guys I'm out I'm out I'm just done playing this anymore
2: well look at Andrew look it's a different battle that nobody understands and if you do say that you're ignorant sorry
0: uh, well, I believe Stone did try to make an argument that Andrew Luck was soft a couple of weeks ago. For so sure. was that directed towards Stone? I think he's soft as baby poo. I'll say it right now. I'll stand on that. <laughs> you enjoy I, that. I, I'm the baby poo. That's weird. Who is a current <laughs> Yo. athlete you feel badly for? Who is a current athlete that you feel bad for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can hit us up on social media at KLV 1063 that's 888-760-3776 760 3776 a current athlete that you feel badly for 888-760-3776 Jeanette I know that you're a uh a, a, an empath right you you show th- sympathy for people uh, sometimes sometimes you're you're able to bring your your head to that point though um An an athlete where you sit back and you're just like, man, I feel for this person. They've got all the ability in the world and things just aren't going their way for any variety of reasons. Who who comes to mind for
2: you? Uh, Actually, I had this thought this morning uh, watching Get Up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's name came up. And I just feel like he has been so in the gray between black and white of playing and who he's playing for ever since uh, number one, the whole running back situation. Right, right. The fact he's up. a running
0: back first and
2: foremost. And then not only that, but then Jim Irsay, mm-hmm. the Colts owner, came out and said, pretty like, screw you yeah. comments. Yeah. And now, you know, he's up for trade. Is he not? Our teams asking for him? Are they not? So it's okay, I want to go to a different team, but it sounds like he might have to fall back and be with an owner who really doesn't respect his position or respect him in the first place. So I feel bad for him.
0: I think that the one, the one, uh, at least with Jonathan Taylor, the one redeeming aspect of his situation is that it appears, at least according to initial reports, that there is a, a market for him, a, a, a larger market than maybe you'd suspect from a from a running back perspective i think he's in a better situation than dalvin cook was Though that was different a little bit because you're talking trade, you're talking free agency. But Jonathan Taylor will go somewhere where he's needed, but he didn't know that initially, and he's still stuck with Ursay for now.
2: But exactly. But it's that. It's number one, everybody's poo-pooing. There's a lot of disrespect on the running back position right now and the money that they're receiving and what that position is just in today's game. Any running back
0: I feel sympathy for right now.
2: A hundred percent. But especially
0: high end running back.
2: It's and like I don't believe the sources. That's like hope analysis. Oh, maybe I'll go play for this other team or whatnot. Maybe another team wants me. Well,
0: and it also might be agents just feeding
2: for sure. reporters.
0: I think the Philadelphia stuff. Eagles report was completely fed yeah. to somebody. The Dolphins
2: well, came up this morning well, too. The, the, the
0: Dolphins, I'm not surprised. Like they are hellbent on finding a an old world running back. Um the Bears have apparently made an inquiry and or an offer. Uh, to the Colts for Jonathan Taylor. There's a number of teams, at least according to reports. So again, I don't know what's real and what's false with all of that, but it does look like there's at least uh, a, a an interest. There's more interest in trading for Jonathan Taylor than there was interest in paying Dalvin Cook when he was going through his free agent runs. It really was the Jets and the Dolphins, Jets and Dolphins, Jets and Dolphins. With Jonathan Taylor, it seems like there's at least a handful of teams that are are interested in trading for him. But, again, any high-end running back, you feel badly for because no matter what, they're not going to get paid. They're going to get paid what the market dictates, but the market is so skewed just based on what the NFL has done to suppress... That running back market, more so than any other position, and, and that sucks.
2: And I think his situation right now, whom he may play for, despite ownership, just talking trash about him, is a perfect example of that.
0: Well, until he leaves Indy and that ownership, I mean,
3: he's in a he's in a tough spot. It's, it's not it good. sucks for him. Yeah, JT has till Tuesday, I believe, to seek a trade. Someone's yep. going to make an offer by then, or he's stuck uh, as a horseshoe. Uh, who is a
0: current athlete that you feel badly for? 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Segway, Sean in Palm Beach Gardens gets us going on the phones here on Ken Luvicka Live. What's up, Sean?
4: What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? Haven't talked in a while. I'm uh, glad to glad to call in. Glad to call in. Now I don't know if you've already. T- I just got in my car, so I don't know if you've already talked about it or not. Uh, but you know the whole Damian Lillard situation. I know it's been beaten to death, but I do feel bad for the guy you know, for being held hostage still yep. by Portland at this point. I know that, oh, yes, yes, Portland has said they're going to be taking months and months possibly to make this decision final, but it's like, come on, we all know what's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to wait and wait and try to get the most for him as much as you possibly can, but you, you, at the end of the day, you owe the guy. He's given so much to the, the city of Portland and your team, and, and, you know, he doesn't have a ton of time left as far as his career is concerned, so I feel like you owe it to him. So I kind of feel bad for the guy still.
0: I feel terrible for the guy and appreciate the call, Sean. In fact, uh, Damian Lillard sat down with Mark Spears, and if you want to hear a guy who is completely done with a franchise, completely done with an organization, here is Damian Lillard asked about the Portland Trailblazers. This man is fed up. He has reached a breaking point.
1: Straw that brought you uncertainty. Um, about the future of uh, the Blazers franchise, I'm not going. I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. It's a lot of a lot of love and respect, but I don't. You know, I won't speak on the Blazers. It's well documented that there have been a trade request. Um, is to the Miami Heat. Is there anything that you could say about the trade request? I can say that there. There was. And I would just prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers. He
0: is fed up. Won't even discuss a singular thing regarding the Portland Trailblazers. And there are still basketball minds who think, oh, the Blazers, all they have to do is wait this out and have them go into camp. Yeah, that would be a real amenable, good situation based on what we just heard. Like, come on. This guy wants nothing to do with them.
2: And he's typically lighthearted in interviews and whatnot. If you didn't tell me that was Dame Lillard, I wouldn't have believed that was Dame Lillard until he dropped the Miami Heat line.
0: Yep. Uh, There are people that think that this guy is going to go to camp and eventually he'll just, oh, well, I'm here, so I'll play. Uh, uh. This sounds like a guy who's willing to take as many fines as he needs to to not show up to that team facility.
3: Yeah, I think from a PR perspective, you take that interview just to show further frustration, let people see your face, let them hear the tone in your voice and how you're delivering. I don't want to speak on the trailblazers. I mean, right. that just spoke volumes. That said a thousand words, even though he said like six.
0: No, but, but by all means, Joe Cronin, you're killing it. You're killing it, man. GM of the year.
2: That's like forcing yourself to be in a relationship you don't want to be anymore. Yeah, just yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that right there is is divorce, that's mm-hmm. like uh, divorce, but we're staying together for the kids. Like Oof. that type of tone right
3: there. That's very accurate. Not
0: good. Who is a current athlete that you feel badly for? 888 760 760 That's 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. At KLV1063. Could you um uh, turn up the phone pot real quick, Stone? So... Uh, earlier today, when we were getting uh, Stone and I were in here, this is before Jeanette uh, showed up for uh, for our, our pre-show meeting here uh, at ESPN West Palm. Uh, Tina, who uh, hear on the home team every single day, four o'clock here on ESPN one three. Like we were we were going through some audio, doing some fun stuff, helping out uh, the the production staff here, and 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 Tina who who was in a meeting, walked across the hall, and we have a little door stopper on the studio she door. She didn't walk. She stomped. She stomped, like stomped, and kicked the stop and pulled the door closed, as if to say, oh, you guys are being too loud. I'm doing important things. But she didn't say anything. She just stomped across the hall <laughs> and then kicked the stop and pulled the door closed. Didn't say a word. Turned her back immediately. Yeah, didn't make eye contact with us or anything. I felt it was... I don't know, a little a little harsh. Um, so what I want to do is make sure that she knows that I know what that was. And so each segment here today on Ken LeVick Alive, just so she knows uh, we're a presence in her life, we're going to call her. Okay? Every segment. I don't care what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing. But unfortunately, she's brought this on herself. Okay, so
2: why? Because you guys were being too loud. Yeah. You guys have no respect for everyone no, else. but but we were just, doing we were
0: doing it show stuff. does around you two. We were doing show
3: stuff, so. so we're definitely doing some show stuff. Getting prepped up for today, so we're just gonna call her.
0: <sighs> oh,
1: mm.
0: don't look. I wonder if, um, call has
1: been forwarded oh, she's to not,
0: she's not going to pick up. All right. That's fine. Yeah, we'll call her again like 20 Because she again minutes. has
2: important things and how rude of you two to not consider
0: other people who have okay. actual jobs. Stone, do you think this is an important thing, what we're doing right now? I think 100%
3: yeah. it is. I think it's a very important but
2: thing. But we also have the liberty of closing the door so we can be as loud as obnoxious as we want to be. Mm. Why do you think every time I walk in here, I kick that door stopper and I Close the door as well. well oh, you, you don't loud count. And obnoxious, no. and I give everybody the respect no, of the silence. You of don't count. Yeah. What okay. I would say though is,
0: hey, when she does her TikTok dances with Dean, do them in a different room where I don't see him.
3: That's a good point because it's
0: impeding on on my so, productivity. Uh, just like uh, she she not making eye contact with us, or she just texted me say it to my face. Uh, but but the whole point of what we're doing
3: now is that you didn't say it to our face. <laughs> yes. Right. We can go to a break now. Right. And we'll continue to do this, but that's a really good point. Yeah. What do you mean, say it to my face? Yeah. You literally turned your face yeah. away from us so that you couldn't hear yeah. us say it to your that's face. Right.
0: That's right. We're all doing important stuff. We're all we're all pulling in the same direction. At least I thought so here at ESPN West Palm. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located Located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Who is a current athlete you feel badly for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 on social media at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. She's thriving because it's day one of pumpkin spice latte season. Stay great. PSL has arrived. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the NHR and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Labicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Mac messages
0: in, I feel bad for Anthony Richardson. Number one pick in the draft. Expectations for a guy who only started about a dozen games in college on a team that isn't very good outside of Jonathan Taylor, who's either going to be traded or stuck on a team he's disgruntled with. That's rough. It's well said. Except Anthony Richardson's already got the red carpet. He's going to start. going to be the guy. He's got the greatest PR team in the history of football. Like, no matter what Anthony Richardson does, even if he's terrible this first season, his PR team, who, again, has been the best through the combine, through camp, nothing but positive stories about this guy. I mean, we're going to have, like, Iraqi-level propaganda here. Like, he'll throw seven interceptions in a game, but what we're going to hear, because his PR team is awesome, is – Oh, he's so close to being a super accurate passer. You can see, you can see what's developing with Anthony Richardson. I, I don't know how he does it.
2: I was just gonna say, didn't you guys go the whole offseason saying he is the most overhyped? Well, Stone person? and
0: yeah, Stone and I, like Stone, legitimately on the air, laughed when he heard that Anthony Richardson was declaring for the draft. Like laughed, like openly laughed.
3: Well before the draft happened.
0: Well before the draft, and then. What happened is as the Pro Day came up and the Combine came up, it was nothing but positive stuff about Anthony Richardson. It was, oh, athletic freak. Make sure to get a video of him doing backflips. Uh, wow, look at how far he can throw the ball. My God, he's killing into the meetings with these front office members. Oh, look at his high jump. Uh, and, and then he gets drafted, and it's, my God, this guy – can't stop signing autographs for little kids. This guy is the last man out of the facility. I, I, again, it is the single greatest. For a guy who who started it, his his starting career in college was a blip. And for a guy who was not all that impressive for the exception of one play against Utah in the season opener last year, this guy is the second coming of quarterback Christ, unlike anything I've ever seen. It's incredible. I, he's going to be a great Olympian. The problem is, he's not on the U.S. track and field team. He's the Colts quarterback. So there's still a lot of TBD about Anthony Richardson, but you'd never know it from his PR team spinning everything for him.
3: It's all fun and games until there are 11 dudes on the side of the ball who are paid millions of dollars to just put you in the dirt. It is all fun and games until you go 9 of 18, 72 yards rushing, two interceptions and a touchdown pass, and you're no better than Matt Ryan is. And you're no better than Phillip Rivers is. If you gave me the choice to grab Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers off the couch to replace Anthony Richardson right now and let him sit behind them, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Don't get it. Won't get it. I don't think we'll see it. I don't think we'll uh, be shown why all of the hype. Maybe we will. Maybe the Colts are are good at developing quarterbacks. Maybe uh, Frank Reich is uh, not showing us his true ability yet as a head coach.
0: Well, the problem is with with Frank Reich is uh, that he is the head coach of the Carolina
3: Panthers. Uh, You know what? You know what? You know what? You uh-huh. know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I know we're live, but I'm trying to figure out a way to delete that. Uh huh.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, you're trying to delete that off the record?
3: <laughs> crap. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Holy crap.
0: Everything else was a good point up until that final part.
3: <laughs> you know, you know. I, I knew this was the case because in Hard Knocks, Frank Wright came on the screen, and I did think it was weird at first. Like, <laughs> what's Frank Wright doing that the uh, Panthers Jets practice. This is odd. And I think in retrospect, I did know that. But I'm sitting here thinking, who the hell's the head coach in Indy right now? Because it ain't old Jeff. Uh-huh. Who's the head coach for the Colts? It's uh, Shane Steichen. You know what? Now nah, I feel a little less bad. Right? This is this is our job. I, I spend most of my time just with my face about an inch from the screen in understanding who's where, what's going on, and how. But uh, Shane Rednick or, or Shane... Scott Posadnik, whoever the head coach uh, right, is for right. the Indianapolis Colts, that's uh, pathetic on my part. <laughs> also pathetic on Ursay's part. Oh, man. Who is a current
0: athlete you feel badly for? Jeanette says <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think that Trey Lance, he is an all-world sympathy figure right now. Who is a current athlete you feel badly for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, Jeanette, may I interest you in a Shohei Otani? who does everything for the angels and they're still bad. And he now has a torn UCL and he is not going to pitch for the rest of the year can still hit, but won't pitch for the rest of the year. And this is a guy who is in line to get paid and get paid the biggest contract in baseball history because he can still, he's, he's a a Cy Young caliber pitcher and a triple crown uh, caliber hitter. And now, he's going to probably have to have off-season surgery.
2: I actually put Mike Trout in.
0: Mike Trout came off of the IL, was back for two games, and he's headed right back to the IL. So
2: I put um, definitely Mike Trout for the MLB because he can't get a break. He was supposed to be the biggest talent coming out to the Angels. And, he is. and then you show Otani, and you come out there. The Angels were like, rings galore, right. let's go. Nothing. You waste Otani. And and Trout. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Otani can't pitch. Then he's injured, so yep. who knows what he can do? And then, like you said, Trout. Let's play. Oh nope, never mind.
0: I just that franchise is <laughs> so. It is cursed. Uh, get Nolan Shanuel out of there, our FAU guy. <laughs> I, I don't want the same issues that have befallen Otani and Trout with the most cursed franchise in baseball to to affect our boy Nolan. Save our boy. There. Did you see, like, this dude has played in, what, nine games now? Yes. And he's he's like a three fifteen, three sixteen sixteen hitter, this Nolan Shanuel.
3: He was oh. in college in May. I thought that was the funniest thing Amazing. to just lay my eyes on.
0: This dude, Jeanette, came on this show, Nolan Shanuel, two days after he got drafted in the first round, okay? And and he said, yeah, my goal is to uh, maybe be with the big league club by September. And I sort of was like, <laughs> What? And then Good he, luck, bro. yeah, and then he got there in early August. So I look like an idiot. Uh, please. Baseball gods, protect that man. Who is a current athlete you feel badly for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776.
3: Stone, uh, who, who you have sympathy for, buddy? I had Shohei Otani. I had him written down as soon as I woke up this morning. It's a depressing day. It is his day today. He deserves to be in the number one slot as far as guys that you feel bad for, athletes you feel bad for. This was arguably one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. Any historical stat you can find, it's out there in regards to Shohei Otani. I mean, he's the man. This is the worst day. This is a bad day, sad day. This is a, a catastrophe. The Angels, they're doomed. Who knows what this does to him in free agency? I think today we I almost need to say a prayer for all Shohei. This is brutal.
0: Now, what I need to see is this UCL injury for Ohtani. Uh, I'm assuming that it means that surgery is coming. Now, if he can rehab it without the surgery, that would be awesome. Uh, let me, let's me let see. Major League Baseball, MLB.com. The Angels were dealt a massive blow Wednesday. Two-way superstar Shohei Otani diagnosed with a torn ulnar collateral ligament right elbow. Uh, it's the second time Otani suffered a torn UCL. He had the same injury in 2008. It forced him to undergo Tommy John surgery and not pitch in 2019. So conceivably, yeah. this dude's going through Tommy John surgery. If that's the case, can he hit? Is he going to be able to do anything at the plate, Uh, at least the early part of next year? The whole thing sucks. Like, we can't have nice things. You have a freak of nature who's transcended the sport, and now he's hurt again. We're the most cursed franchise in baseball.
2: I think you need to add a second part to that statement, the you can't have nice things if you are a fan or part of the Angels organization. (laughs) Period. Done. God, man. I feel terrible for them. Trout uh, uh, Out. Otani, out. Your dreams of winning a ring, out. Protect our boy.
0: Protect Nolan Shanuel, please. Who is a current athlete you feel bad for? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 To Jupiter, that's where we find Joe on Ken Levic Alive. What's up, Joe?
4: Hey, what's going on? So, uh, in, in the interest of doing something different, because obviously everyone's thinking about Otani today, but you know, I feel like Trey Lance is getting a serious bum rap. I mean, don't forget, his senior year in college in, in the FCS, or whatever the lower division is, he didn't play because of COVID. Yeah, the they scheduled one game. They
0: scheduled one but, game in week one so that he could at least get something on film, to, to my recollection.
4: So, so here's a guy who came in with basically a year off into the NFL as the number, what was he, the three. number three pick? Number three. The, there the Niners traded okay. up.
0: They used the Dolphins
4: pick. Right, I mean, when you look around the league and all the quarterbacks who get second, third, fourth, fifth chances to get their mm-hmm. stuff together, i.e., Dak Prescott, this guy is, is You would think he, I don't slash the tires of the owner or, or or set fire to the you know to Joey <laughs> Bosa's house. I mean, I just don't understand what the beef is with Trey Lance. I mean, he has not had a chance to show what he can do. He got hurt in week one or two of, of his very first season. He's still really young and and he's got to look he's got to work some kinks out, even if he played his senior year in in college. he still would have had a ton, yep. he still would have needed a ton of time with the kind of school he was coming from, just like a you know like a Steve McNair. so I, I feel bad for this guy. I think he's got the raw talent. I just don't think he's got the right situation, and I think people have been talking about the Vikings and him replacing Kirk cousins after a season and working maybe underneath him. I, I think he needs to get out of San Francisco ASAP, get a fresh start, and I think San Francisco is going to regret watching him walk out the door. I think in two or three years, you're going to be looking at Trey Lance as kind of a Justin Fields kind of kind of quarterback. I really believe that.
0: Joe, I hope so, and I'm with you. I think he's just getting a raw deal. Uh, and, and again, maybe, Jeanette, he can't play the quarterback position ultimately, but there's no doubt that he has – he has had bad luck, bad fortune come at him from all sides in San Francisco. That is indisputable.
2: Yeah, give him a chance. He uh, needs like a legit chance.
0: Yeah, a legit because he has not the the legit chance he, he he got last year got cut short due to injury, and then again through the most fortuitous, ridiculous turn of events, Jimmy G mm. gets hurt, and then Brock Purdy comes out of nowhere. And if I'm San Francisco, I, I just can can If I'm going to take the same the same stance with the Jets, oh, is there any way Brees Hall can do what he did in his rookie year? Is there any way Sauce Gardner is going to be able to be what he was in his rookie year? Are they going to have a sophomore slump? Then you've absolutely got to have that same energy for Brock Purdy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just assume that Brock Purdy is going to be the Brock Purdy that helped manage the ship uh, and steer the ship late in the season into the playoffs. Get this. So, so uh, Yahoo Sports tweeted out, The trade, the 2021 trade that brought San Francisco to the number three overall pick, that trade between the Niners and the Dolphins. San Francisco received number three overall pick Trey Lance. The Dolphins received San Francisco's 2021 first round pick, went to Dallas. That turned into Micah Parsons. The 2022-2023 first rounders that were traded in the deal ended up in Tyree Kill and Bradley Chubb for the Dolphins. I think it's safe to say the Dolphins won that deal ultimately, because then when they moved back, who did they draft? Jalen Waddle. So it worked out okay for Chris Greer and company. Oh, real quick, real quick, Stone. Uh, could you uh, could you do the duties here? The phone. Nice. I'm gonna call Tina. Just want to make sure. Uh... She knows we're busy, too. <clears throat> Tina, who, uh, who kicked our door closed today in the ESPN West Palm Studios. as we were being too loud. Should we play what we were doing, actually, at the time? Hello? Oh, hey, Tina. Hey. Oh, what are you doing right now?
2: I'm sitting at the kitchen counter doing work.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll call you in, like, 15 minutes. That's Jeanette Javier, the Minute Queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Down goes
3: Anderson! Down goes Anderson!
1: From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeVick Alive
4: on ESPN 106.3.
0: At the uh, Cleveland Guardians radio network, uh, is it okay to feel badly for Tim Anderson after he got uh,
2: knocked out? No, because he started it, and he can't finish a fight. So
0: even if he started it, and then he got knocked out, again, in a baseball fight,
3: you you can't feel bad for him at all?
2: No. Don't start something you can't finish.
3: I feel bad. I feel just as bad for him as I did Tyron Woodley when he got knocked out. Yeah, this it sucks team. to get
2: knocked out. It's just no, no, a no. tough
3: position to be put in.
2: No, 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 no. Tyron Woodley, you know you're going into a fight. Your job is to literally fight. Anderson is to play baseball, focus on being a man, and if you <laughs> want to go to escalate your love, that level to manhood, to start a fight and threaten, then guess what, you better finish. Well, that's the way I was raised. If I got in a fight, my mommy would ask me, well, did you finish it?
3: Do you remember how the fight went physically, like the certain punches that were thrown in, how he got knocked out?
2: The, the other dude? But his fist up, like yeah. old-school boxing style. Right. come here, come here. Come here, I'm all. Yeah. I on, mean, put your up your deal, dukes. Two, yeah. Which is the dumbest form, I guess, but of, like, defending that, that's yourself. That's his
3: set. He got knocked out by the but blindest of the, the blind punches. Luckiest hay- haymaker of all time. Uh, it might have been of all time. Gene Thomas went on record and said it was the luckiest punch yeah. he's ever because seen. Because
0: Tim Anderson was actually trying to jab Jose Ramirez, like, trying to jab him. Like, he was trying to look like Floyd. He actually had form. And then the haymaker caught him. That's why I feel bad, because there's no way you can
3: anticipate that happening.
2: Uh, that's what you get for trying to start a fight. <laughs> I Man, have no empathy.
3: Uh, J- Ramirez didn't even see where Tim Anderson was. He was no, held up, and no. he just threw a right he, hand.
0: He threw his right hand, and he said, Jesus, take the wheel. And it took the wheel all right. Uh, it sure did. Maybe Anderson should have said the same thing. <sighs> poor Tim. Poor Poor, poor me, actually.
3: Poor me. Forget Tim Anderson. Pour me. Yeah.
0: Being a White Sox uh, fan. How,
3: uh, how how are the White Sox doing over there? I've seen them in the uh, the headlines. What's going on? Well, they just uh, fired their uh, their front office.
2: That's good news for you.
3: It is actually. You
2: see, you should be positive about that. Clean slate.
0: Uh... <laughs> I also feel good about Quellev, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quellev.com. I feel good about laser therapy. I feel good about it taking uh, the time that it takes for me to go on my lunch break to go get treatment at Quellev for my sore knee. Just a couple of sessions, and I don't feel any pain anymore. Quellev Laser Therapy, what it does is it jumpstarts the natural processes, the healing elements of your body, and it gets that going so you are able to see the benefits, see the effects uh, whether it's sore muscles, sore joints, whether it's scalp rejuvenation, you're a little thin up top, whether it is uh, some some troublesome fat areas that can help trim you down a little bit or anti-aging, you got a little sun-related damage or some wrinkles, laser therapy does it all and all those things can be handled at Quellev, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quellev.com. It is right off the of Flagler, downtown West Palm Beach. So easy to get to. It is not going to hurt your wallet, and it is for everybody, weekend warrior or a casual like myself. It is Quellev, Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv. Quelliv.com. Go there now and get yourself set up with your appointment. Uh, can I have some autumnal music, please? Now, fall... The official season of fall doesn't begin until September. September 21st, in fact, is the autumnal equinox. But today is the start of pumpkin spice latte season. And that has Jeanette a flutter. Every single year I've known Jeanette, and that's going on 10 years. Now more
2: than ten years. Oh, you're right. Because Tra- I 11 graduated years. in 2013 yeah. from FAU. Oh yeah, and no. I traveled with the football team for four years. So, no, like, actually, Jeez, almost 15. That's
0: crazy. Um, every year, Jeanette it counts down to the start of pumpkin spice latte season. That is her official start to fall. And so, Jeanette, I want you to tell us what is your favorite part of the fall season, as the leaves begin to turn mm. and we begin to feel a chill in the air. Mm.
2: Yes. Jeanette, since
0: today is the official start of fall, yes. what's your favorite part of autumn?
2: Everything that you just described. It is okay. I'm done with summer. I'm done with the bright colors. I'm done with the craziness of spending money and running around in bikinis doing dumb things. It is time to settle down, enjoy the finer things in life, like a nice, nice pumpkin spice smelling candle. You turn, take those black, lighting, c- curtains, mm-hmm. closed windows. We're done with you, son, especially here in Florida. We're done with the humidity. It's time to grab a little cozy blanket, snuggle up on the couch with your dog or a significant other if you have one of those. Mm-hmm. Bye. A loved one. Yeah, that. And enjoy a pumpkin spice latte.
0: So after hearing that, I want all of you today, as we start fall to wrap that scarf around your neck. Take a look at the leaves as they turn into the burnt orange and red and sip on a piping hot pumpkin spice latte. And as I look at the temperature, 93 degrees! Sweet Jesus! Jeanette, you're on your own. It's too damn hot. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominique Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.